Tis a season of gratitude in the United States, and Lisa and I would like to thank all of you for being part of our Big Fib family. While we're celebrating Thanksgiving over here, we hope you'll enjoy a dish of something we prepared earlier, our pie episode. We hope your second helping is just as tasty as the first. Happy Thanksgiving to all who celebrate. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? Pennsylvania, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the flaky, crusted, and evenly browned truth and the inedible, burnt dullness of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, which stands for Live in Studio Audience. Hey, uh, Deborah, I need a five-letter word for Android. It's uh, for today's crossword puzzle in Mechanic Magazine. Oh, uh, sure. Let's see. That That's easy. Robot. Okay. How do you spell that? What? Um... Well, robot, R, O... <laughs> no, 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 no. Robot is five letters in the human English alphabet, but I need to translate it to computer processing language, strictly zeros and ones in binary. Uh, I'm afraid I don't know binary code. <sighs> Humans, never mind. I've got it. Zero, one, 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 zero, zero, one, zero. How many digits are there? Uh, just 40. Uh, where was I? Okay, yeah. Zero, one, one, zero, one, one. Okay, I'd love to listen to you finish your puzzle, but we have a show to do and... Zero, one, zero, one, 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 one. Zero, one, one, zero, one, zero, one, one. Uh, what did you just say? I said, okay. I can do the rest of this puzzle later. Uh, cool. Okay, so can you help us process how we, our game works? Should I use binary code? Uh, no, I think we'll take the human English language, please. All right, but a uh, very uh, niche audience. <laughs> All right. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a 0001000... We need English. Liar. Okay. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. Except for a robot. Robots are really good at it. Okay, <laughs> what are we lying about today? Deborah Goldstein. We are lying about pie, a baked dish of fruit or meat and vegetables, typically with a pastry top and base. Lisa, you like pie, don't you? Yeah, who doesn't like 3.14159265.3? No, no, not that pie. Weren't you paying attention to the description of the baked kind of pie? Wait, what? Sorry, I uh, wasn't paying attention. Oh, never mind. Can you just tell us about our contestant today? Our human child contestant is a 12-year-old who loves gaming, reading, and England, Liam Kierton. Hi. Hi, Liam. How are you? I'm good today. I'm so glad you are good. You love England. What do you love about it? I love the weather, and I love the family that lives there. Ah, two very important factors, weather and family. Isn't it a little rainy in England? 
Yep, I love it. You love the rain. Very nice. I love rain. You know what I like? What do you like? I like that there are all those men who will clean your chimney and sing hilarious songs. And they're like, hello, your chimney needs sweeping and I'll sweep it up. And now it's clean. Is that what you witnessed there in England, Liam? I wish. Right, me too, right. That would be fun. I don't think that really happens, Lisa. What? Yeah, maybe just in the movies. I saw a movie and it definitely happened. And then they also did this cool thing where they drew on chalk and then they jumped into the chalk art. Oh, yeah. I think that's Mary Poppins, but that's not real. That's... No, it's totally real. It's in London. Hello there, governor. <laughs> okay, we'll let you believe that. Um, Very cool. England is a very cool place. And I want to learn some more cool facts about you, Liam. So we are going to do that by playing... Two truths and a lie. Liam Kirton, what are your three facts? I can ride a bike. Mm-hmm. As you can see, my bike's over there. Oh, <laughs> okay. I have three fish. Okay. And I love gaming. And you love gaming. Okay. Well, you sort of gave it away a little bit with the bike, unless you did that thing where you put up a prop behind you to trick us and you actually can't ride a bike, but you put that bike there just in case. I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing myself. What do you think, Lisa? I would say the three fish is the lie because I know in England, you're only allowed to have two fish at a time. And I'm guessing if he loves England so much, he would not disobey their law of three fish is too many. And that's the right one. Okay. Not sure about their legal code about fish, but Liam, what is the lie that you told? I cannot ride a bike. What? (gasps) You are super good at this. He showed us the bike that's behind him in the hallway. I planned that. But it is not his bike and he doesn't ride it. Is that correct? Yep. It is my mom's bike and I planned that. Wow. He's good. We have been taken in by a juvenile mastermind. Seriously, you are good. Oh my gosh, that means you love gaming, that's true. And you have three fish. What kind of fish are they? They're two saltwater fish and I think a shrimp. Ooh. Whoa, 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 whoa. A shrimp? Yeah. That means he has two fish and a shrimp. Which, first of all, gets him around the English law. So that's why I got <laughs> tripped up. No and second law. of all, as uh, the the great orator Abraham Lincoln said, a shrimp ain't no fish. <laughs> I'm not sure Abraham Lincoln said that. Yeah, look it up. Our first expert is Ernie Delmar. Ernie, please introduce yourself to Liam. Hey, Liam, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a a pastry chef, and I have my own shop in Bayonne, New Jersey, called Enzo the Baker. Thank you very much, Ernie. Let's meet our second expert, Molly Birnbaum. Molly, please introduce yourself to Liam. Hi, Liam. It's so good to be here. I am Molly. I'm a food writer and journalist. So I've worked for newspapers and magazines and even some restaurants. Today, I mainly work as a cookbook editor. Thank you very much. If sounds had an aroma, they would smell as sweet as that sound file, Lisa. That's because they're baked to perfection before I can tell you that it's hot seat time! Indeed! That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Liam's questions. Lisa, 
Whom shall we put on the hot seat first? Lolly Birnbaum, because I love lollipops. Oh, except that her name is Molly. Her name is Molly? Correct. Well, then I love Molly Pops. <laughs> okay. I bet they're delicious, whatever they are. They probably are. I'm so glad she invented them and is giving like 20 of them to us for free. Okay, Liam, what is your first question for Molly? What is blind baking? That's a great question. So blind baking is when you bake the crust of the pie without any of the filling in it first. That way you get the crust nice and not crispy, but uh, solid enough that it won't get soggy when you bake the full pie with the filling inside of it. This one is for both of you. Can you describe a typical day at your job? Sure, sure, I'll take that. Uh, so most days I'll come in by about 4 a.m. to start prepping the pastries. And once my staff comes in, they take over and I spend the rest of the day putting in orders with my vendors, preparing menus, preparing and proofing the dough for the next and the coming days. And then of course, you know, I'm overseeing the day-to-day of the shop. Then we close by about 5 p.m. And then, you know, rinse and repeat. That's a long day. How about you, Molly? So a typical day for me going into the office, pretty much immediately I start getting calls on my phone at my desk to say, come to the test kitchen for a tasting of beef chili because we're working on a cookbook. So we all have to go and meet and try the chili and talk about how it tastes. And then maybe 30 minutes later, there'll be a pumpkin pie tasting call that I'll need to go down to and taste the pie and talk about what's good and what's bad. And so this goes on for most of my day as I work with my team to make the cookbooks that I then edit. And then I have some meetings in there, too. So you never have to go grocery shopping, do you? You always just eat everything that they serve you at work. It sounds awesome for like a day or two. But once you actually do it every single day for a very long time, you don't really want to eat beef chili at nine o'clock in the morning every day. Mm, She's definitely lying because who wouldn't want that? That's a dream job. (laughs) Okay, back to you, Liam. All right. This is for both of you. What ingredients do you need to make a pie crust? You just go to the store and buy a pie crust. There's only one ingredient. It's pie Mm. crust. (laughs) That makes sense. I can start on this one. So the ingredients for a pie crust are flour and butter. Definitely a lot of butter a little bit of salt, and occasionally some egg. Uh, yes, and I, I, would, I would agree with that too, except what I would say is you want the butter and the water to be cold. You want to be as cold as possible. Oh, why? It helps, to, it helps make sure that the dough is, uh, is solid enough and ready to actually be able to form. Uh, you, again, you don't want it to be soggy, and you want it to be you know, a f- good, firm crust. Yeah, otherwise you get a soggy bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's my, it's my favorite part of uh, of uh, the Great British Bake Off. Got all the soggy bottoms. <laughs> this is for both you, Young. Do you have a role model who inspires you? Hmm, I like that. Who would like to take that one first? I can take that one. I think in the cooking world, a role model who inspires me is Julia Child. So she is basically one of the first female television cooking stars. And she created a a how to cook show out of her house. And one of the things that was so great about her is that she wasn't afraid to make mistakes on camera. So she would by mistake, drop a whole chicken on the floor and she would just pick it right back up and keep on cooking. Ooh, that doesn't sound sanitary. I know. (laughs) It's not. But good TV. It's a little extra spice. My role model would have to be my grandmother. 
She came from Poland and she used to make this Polish bread called pletzela, which is like a bialy, but flatter and topped with the sesame seeds and onions. Waking up at her house and smelling that coming from the kitchen, like that's to me what pure happiness is. So mm. if I can inspire that kind of connection when people walk into my shop, then I know I'm making her proud. Do you serve those in your shop? We do. We do. Wow. This one is for both of you. What is your favorite pie and why? Well, uh, my favorite pie is pumpkin pie, mainly because I like to eat it for breakfast the day after I make it. Oh, breakfast food. Interesting. That's amazing. Pumpkin pie is also my favorite pie, actually. It's classic. It's delicious. It's to me, it's like fall. And it's uh, it's very close to my heart. My, I, it's actually kind of why I got into baking. My uh, my favorite uncle, Uncle Bert, the day after Thanksgiving would sit down at the kitchen table and eat an entire pumpkin pie. Whoa. So it became our thing to do together every time. So every time I make a pumpkin pie, I feel like I'm making it with him. Oh, that's sweet. Your uncle sounds cool. The coolest. Liam, do you have a favorite pie? Uh, not really. No. I don't really like pies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have one more question, and it's for both of you again. What advice would you give me if I wanted to do your job? I would say if you want to do my job, always be thinking about food in terms of what you're eating, what you're cooking, what the people around you are cooking, to really just be thinking about how things taste, how they smell, how they feel in your mouth, what you like, what you don't like, and what the people around you like and don't like. And that's what can help you create recipes, whether that's developing them or editing them so that they're recipes that people can make at home and love as well. Sounds like I'd be really good. I'm really good about thinking about food. I'd say whatever you do with dough, do it confidently. Dough can smell fear, if you know what I mean. Like it, it, like, <laughs> it, 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 like it can't, it can sense that you're unsure. So whatever you do, do it with a hundred percent confidence. Otherwise, you'll get it, you know, breaking apart or or soggy or you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, he's totally right. Like, and then dough will will come over and punch you in the face and you'll be like dough don't do that and it'll be like well you're not confident and it'll be like well how am i supposed to be confident when dough keeps punching me this sounds like maybe a nightmare that you had oh yeah that only happens when you're sleeping okay <laughs> that's what i thought yeah if you love the big fib then check out story pillar a podcast for kids and their grown-ups join sneak bean sparky and meg as they tackle sticky social situations explore stories from all over the world and pick up great advice from listeners like you they also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly so if you've got feelings love stories and are open for a fart joke or a 10 story pillar is definitely worth a listen check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts the big fib is brought to you by pretty litter cat litter when my cat arlo is healthy he's happy and that makes me happy but since i'm not a mind reader i don't always know when he is unwell Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust, 
Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling. And the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Experts, keep your eyes on the pies. Okay, Liam, let's start with Ernie. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. What do you do to make sure a pie crust is not soggy? Uh, I like to blind bake. Which crust do you like better? Lattice, diamond, or crumble? Crumble, no question. What is the name of the pie that is made with so much sticky molasses that it attracts flies? Oh, it's a shoe fly. Which type of rolling pin is best for rolling out pie crust? French pin. The first pie fight was in what old movie? Pass. What kind of flaky dough comes from the Greek word leaf? Uh, Phyllo. Phyllo dough. What can you use to stop pie crust from shrinking or bubbling? Pie shoes. What are porky pies? A ham and bacon pie. What kind of pie is made by whipping egg whites into stiff peaks? Meringue. Time's up. That is time. Lisa will restart the timer for Molly. And Liam, you're going to ask Molly your shorts on fire questions now. Is a tart a pie? I think it is a pie, yes. What is it called when you prick a pie crust with a fork before you bake it so the steam can escape? What is that called? I've always just called it pricking a pie crust. (laughs) If you serve an apple pie a la mode, what does that mean? With ice cream. What's the difference between shepherd's pie and cottage pie? Shepherd's pie is a dish that has beef and like mashed potatoes on top. And cottage pie, I think that might, it might be the same thing. I'll go with that. Which sweet and tart pie made with condensed milk comes from the Florida Keys? Key lime pie. What gadget can you use to keep pie filling from spilling out of a cut pie? Uh, a pie wedge? Your hands. <laughs> Your hands? <laughs> Tom Sawyer's best friend was named after Mark Twain's favorite dessert. What was his favorite dessert and best friend's name? Huckleberry pie and Huckleberry Finn. That is time. Time. That's all the time. We can't give you any more. Uh, listen, I asked. I asked Deborah. I said, please give him more time. But she said no. <laughs> I didn't. It is decision time. Liam will have to slice up all the facts, examine them on a pie chart, and come to a conclusion. Liam, who do you think our big fibber is? Molly. <gasps> Why do you think Molly is our big fibber? When I asked, how do you make a pie crust without the filling, she didn't say cold butter, but Ernie did. 
Mm. That's an important ingredient. I see. That was the thing. Mm. Cold butter. That it was. It all rested on the cold butter. Yeah, that's the most important thing to making a good pie crust. I see. Okay, good to know. Will the actual pie expert please tell us who you are? It was me. (laughs) That is correct. Molly Birnbaum is editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids and the host of Mystery Recipe Podcast. Correct. Okay, it's time for some fact-checking. Molly, what facts did Ernie share that gave you a bad filling? So when Ernie said pie shoes, I knew immediately that he was lying on that one because it is pie weights. Pie weights. You use little weights to keep the crust down so it won't shrink while it's baking. And then you can also lift those weights so you get super buff while you're eating pie. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good workout. Well, they're not like hand weights. What do they look like? They're more like marbles or something, right? They look like little marbles. You can also use rice or dried beans as pie weights too. And they just keep the, the pie crust nice and flat while you bake it. Okay, so Ernie... Tell us about all the lies you told that were a breach of crust. <laughs> uh, the lie I told was, um, what are porky pies? Yeah. Uh, I said it was a ham and bacon pie, which is a lie. It's uh, They are lies in Cockney rhyming slang. Oh, that they use in England. So you yes. need to know that, Liam. Porky pies, lies. I know I got tripped up about Molly saying that the butter didn't have to be cold. In my defense, I didn't say yeah. it doesn't have to be cold. I just didn't specify a temperature. Yeah. Because you are totally right. It is very important for it to be cold. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just to say that uh, the shepherd's pie and the cottage pie, the shepherd's pie contains lamb and is Irish. The cottage pie is English and contains beef. Oh. And the gadget that you use to keep pie filling from spilling out of a cut pie is called a pie gate. A pie gate. See, I didn't yeah. even know that. Oh, yeah. I remember when they were investigating pie gate. <laughs> right. Not the political pie gate. Yeah. This is, it's like a plastic hinged wedge that you put in an open pie to keep the sides from spilling. It's very cool. That makes yeah. sense. I learned yeah. something new today. <laughs> it's pie gate. Very good. Okay. Well, all good things must crumb to an end. Thanks to our contestant, Liam, for prioritizing the truth. You're welcome. Thank you to our expert and liar, Molly and Ernie, and to Lisa, who is a mechanical cutie pie. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we serve homemade truth and we force liars to eat humble pie. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now I'm going to eat pie. <laughs> Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. 
They have this fun audio waveform visual, and best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM shows on YouTube.